0: Amen, Brother Jimmy. Thank you for the testimony tonight. Yes, yes, and uh, I remember those early days, those 10 days, and uh, he, him not remembering things. I do want to remind him of one thing. I told him I'd wait until he was much better, but when he was out, Brother Jim, when he's brother John, when he wasn't remembering all that, he did promise to buy me a new truck. Yeah. <laughs> right. I didn't want, I thought... It, Poor taste to do it before now, but I mean, after a whole year, I think it's nothing wrong with bringing that to his memory, so he bought it, he just kept it, amen, but something he said, well, just his whole testimony brought something to my mind. I was thinking today, um, and I I want you to think about this. We have uh, really kind of taken a lot of things for granted. Right. On, and, and I thought about this. You know, we, we've got, we're coming to the end of 2023, into a new year. And, and again, I, I've said it, you know this. If you, if you go into 2024 like you did 2023, just because the c- calendar clicks doesn't mean anything's going to change, right? And, and I thought about this. Now, you answer for yourself. If you had to, from this point on, if they destroyed every Bible on earth and the only portion of the word of God you could feed on was what you hid in your heart, what would you have? He said, old preacher, that never happened. I don't know if you've seen what's going on. We were talking about this earlier. You know, you got the whole cancel culture that's going on. You know, if you say things or do things, we'll cancel you. Well, at some point in time, the word of God's going to be so offensive to people that uh, it's going to be taken out of circulation. At some point in time, what we're doing on a Wednesday night is going to be so offensive that, that we're not going to be able to do it anymore or we're going to have to go underground and do it. Right? And so when you think about that, and, and again, I understand uh people that are sick that aren't here tonight, people that are sick that weren't here Sunday, but I also understand a couple things. I've been doing this for a while. I do understand our flesh and our human nature is to let's be honest, if we don't feel like doing something, we're just not gonna do it. Right. And so I, I I was thinking about Brother Jimmy when he went in the hospital. There weren't all these signs and symptoms for months, and there wasn't a diagnosis to say, hey, you need to make some preparation. It was sudden, right? right. And I'm guessing, I'm not going to speak for him, but I'm guessing that with, uh, you know, we'll say things like God gave me a second chance. I, I'm guessing that, that things in your life are a little different than they were before that, right? I mean, we, we we take for granted that tomorrow we'll have, and the next day we'll have, and our health we'll have, and we'll have a Bible, right? I mean, many Christians have never read through the Bible one time, let alone write, read through it every year. Many have not hid God's Word in their heart, right? And so it's like, well, one day I'll get around to it, but you know... I was mentioned today, I, I read a quote years ago that said, the person that does not read is no better than the person that cannot read. And I wonder how much of our time is consumed with entertainment, cheap entertainment, and taking our, taking our, our vision off of the things that are very important. And, and we think that, well, we live in America, and things are going to continue to be prosperous, right? But we're not guaranteed that. And uh, this morning, as I was doing my devotion, we're going to get over to Proverbs eventually. Uh, but I want to, I want you to turn with me to a couple of places. One to Hosea uh, thirteen, Hosea thirteen, and uh, if you don't know, that's in the Old Testament, toward the end, right? And uh, I want to go down uh, down to verse number six. Now Hosea is. Basically, uh, God has, uh, in, in chapter 1, I find this interesting. In chapter 1, I want you to see what he told Hosea. He said, the, the word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of uh, Berai, in the days of Uzziah. He said, uh, in verse 2, the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. The Lord said to Hosea, go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms. For the land hath committed great whoredom, departing from the Lord. Now so think think about this. here's God's man. He says, "Look, I want you to go find a woman that's a a a, a harlot, right, right. and I want you to marry her. Right. You know what he was saying? I want you to understand how I feel about my people yep. good. Right. Right? right So he goes all through this in uh the first thirteen chapters and and uh basically uh, listing out the things that people have done. And then he gets down to verse number 6 of chapter 13. And the the Bible said, according to their pasture, not pastor, right, pasture, uh, so were they filled, right? They were filled, and their heart was exalted, and therefore have they forgotten me. He's saying, look, here's what happened. I gave them the pasture. I mean, the, the fact is he gave them a land he took the nation of Israel that was a small nation that really uh, he could get glory because there, there was no, they, weren't, they had no size, right? They, they weren't this big, massive powerhouse. It was a small nation. And he went and uh, went across into the promised land, fought their battles, and gave them the land, right. gave it to them, right. right? And then he comes to Hosea and he says, listen, he said, according to their pasture, so were they filled. They were filled and their heart was exalted. Right. Is that not where we are? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, there's a time where God's people, we would pray. There's a time when God's people, we would labor, right? And, and there was a time, even in, as pastors early in the ministry, I was talking to someone about this just the other day. I said, you know, when you first start pastoring a church, you want it to be successful. You want to do it for the glory of God. And you, you don't want to fail. Right. And so you work hard. And, and even we as pastors, sometimes we get complacent and like, well, look, look, you know. we. You're right. You're right. And that's what they did. And the Bible said, therefore, have they forgotten me, the one who gave it to them. Right. Now, here's what I want to ask you. Have you, have you and I done that? I yeah. well, you remember when you first got saved, you'd go to, man, you didn't miss church, that's right? right? Uh-huh. You didn't mind handing out a track. Right. You enjoyed reading the Bible here's what he said in verse 7. He said, Therefore, I will be unto them a lion as a leopard. By the way, will I observe them. I will meet them as a bear that is bereaved of her whelps and will rend the call of their heart. And there will I devour them like a lion. The wild beast shall tear them. O Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself, but in me is thine help. Now, I read that, Brother Jerry, and I'll be honest with you. In my judgment... I'd say, you know what, kill them all, (laughs) right? Right. They deserve it. Just destroy them. But even in that, God shows mercy. He said, in me is thine help. And then you go over to chapter 14. He said, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity Take with you words and turn to the Lord, saying to him, Take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. So will we render the calves of our lips. Verse 4, he said, I will hear their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger is turned away. Hey, well, that helps me. Yeah. Will, uh, my anger is turned away from him. I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall... Grow as the lily and cast forth his root as Lebanon. His branches shall spread as, and his beauty shall be as the olive tree and his smell as Lebanon. Now notice this in verse 7. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine. Uh, The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. So what I'm saying is even, even if we'll recognize as God's people, right? Now I... Whether there's hope for our nation or not, I believe it's in God's people, right? But, but let's be honest, okay? We as God's people are, are the biggest part of the problem because we should understand the grace of God. We should understand the blessings of God. We should understand what God has really given us. And the fact is we're no different than the Old Testament children of Israel. As God has blessed us, we forget him. Right, And honestly, Brother Russell, the fact is most people really don't have a prayer life until things are going wrong and then all of a sudden they exalt the time of prayer, sweet hour of prayer. And so it doesn't really become a time of worship and adoration of God. It becomes a time of crying out for help which there is a part of that we need to do. But the only time we really cry out for help is when we need help. And So they forgot God now he says, if you do not return, then I'm going to destroy you. Yes, sir. Right. And he lays out the reason they forgot God was because he had been so good to them. Right. Uh, Amen. And I just wonder tonight if we're not the same. I, I, mean, I mean, brother Tilly, the fact is, you're here tonight, so please don't misunderstand me. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm. Not, I, I've learned. I'm not one of these preachers that I'm going to preach on being faithful to church on Wednesday night because the people that hear it are the people that are faithful to church. Oh, yeah. But I do know this, that we all have to be careful to the fact that if we're not humble, right. Brother Johnny says it all the time, I'll say, how are you doing? It's better than I deserve. and And that's the truth, right? That's God's grace. But if we don't keep that humility and understand that all that we have is given by God and can be taken away. You know what happens? We he, we prosper to the point we just forget God. Right. Yes, sir. And as church, if we're not careful, let's be honest, right. we can go through the motions. We're all good uh, Baptist folk, been in church our whole life, and we know how to play the game. And if we're not careful, we'll forget God completely out of our service, right. completely out of our lives. And, and I say all that to say this, that... If you and I do not change, then next year is going to be the same as this year. And probably worse because, let's be honest, you do not stay stagnant. You either get better or get worse. Right? Right? right. So I go from there. Let's go over to the book of Ephesians chapter number 5, and I want to share this scripture and then I'll briefly get into Proverbs, maybe. Ephesians 5, verse 15, or verse 14. The Bible said, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Verse 16, you know this scripture, Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So, so he's, he's laying out the foundation. To me, the picture in Ephesians goes right along with Hosea. That if we're not careful, we think that life's just going to go on for us. And right. Brother Shane, one day we'll retire from our job and we'll travel the way. And here's the thing. I heard somebody say this one time. They say, well, you know, preachers are not supposed to retire. I I don't disagree with that. But let me say this, you ready? Watch, Christians aren't either. A lot of folks I know because they quit their job, now all of a sudden they're going to travel the world, not really serve God, but this is my time. So I agree with you, preachers don't retire, but neither do Christians. So if we're not careful, what we do is we do not understand, as Brother Jimmy just mentioned to you, that there was no guarantee he would be here today one year ago. And just like that, it'll happen to you and it'll happen to me right. and see you can do everything right and you can you can eat the right things and exercise and by the way, we should do those things and they may call up and say, hey, by the way, you've got this this uh, condition of your brain." Right. Come on. they may say, "Hey, you've got cancer, you may lose your job I, I mean you may lose your mind That's right. You're right. but the fact is that if you and I do not understand that we are on short time before the Lord comes back. Brother Eddie mentioned it, but you know what we do? Praise the Lord, I can't wait. Well, there's still work to be done. And, and, and what we're seeing is Christians are doing less for the glory of God and we're sitting back in, a, in our comfortable seats and in our comfortable homes and driving our comfortable cars and saying, I'm ready for you to come back, Jesus, any time. I'm so tired of this world. But till he comes, we got work to do. Amen. Good. And I mentioned it Sunday that really, it's time to turn it up. I'm glad we had Let's Find Out. This year's our theme. You know, I'm glad that we were able to pray and see God do some amazing things in our life. But what it should do for us is to say, you know what? God is the same God that he was. Yes. And that should inspire me not to do less for him, but to do more for him. Right? And I can't speak for any other church, right? I'm not going to, I realize this, Brother Tilly, and I'm sure you've seen as you travel. The majority of Christians and churches are done, they're done. All they care about is coming to church a couple times a week and preachers want to preach their message and they want to walk out the door. And man, we did look at how bad the world is and America hates God and people hate God and look what the devil's doing. And, but look at us, we come to church and we read our Bible once in a while, hallelujah. And the Bible said we're to occupy till he comes. and i've just got it on my heart going into a new year that as a church to see what god's done this year with let's find out now it's time for i think for him to find out what we're willing to do i think it's time for us to prove that we find him faithful and that we find him the same yesterday today and forever and regardless of society and regardless of the world and regardless of what anybody else says, we still serve a very powerful God that's just looking for some people that will return to him and redeem the time. And I believe that we can still have revival in this day. But I do also believe it's going to take some of God's people to say, I don't care what the rest of the world's doing or the, the rest of Christianity. I'm just going to believe God and I'm going, to, I'm going to co-labor with him to see what can be done in these last days. So as we come to the end of the year, we're geared up toward Christmas and not love it as much as you do, let's make sure we take this time to prepare for what's coming. Brother Kenneth, we as people, and not just Christians, but as people in general, we're, we're too reactionary. We're not proactive, we're reactive. We sit back and we'll go, okay, I'm gonna to I'm just gonna do my thing. What I and then but but notice what the Bible said in Ephesians 5. It said, Redeeming the time, but in verse 17, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. We gotta know. You gotta know what the will of God is. Well preacher, how can we know the will of God? Well, there's there's a couple things I'll say. Number one, there's things he's given us clear indication in his word that we follow. You don't have to be moved by the Holy Spirit to do what God tells you to do in his word. Yes. Right. And if you won't do what God tells you in his word, then why do you think God's going to show you what his mysterious will is for your life? He won't do it Amen. because he can't trust you with what you can see. I mean, if we can't have faith in what we can see, how can we have faith in what we can't see? And So we're in these last days and we're all worried about everything from the economy to gas prices to the price of eggs to who's going to, you know, impeach who and, and uh, uh, listen, who's, what our favorite uh, uh, reality show is and all this other stuff. And let's be honest, we don't even know what God's word says. Why are people being led astray? Because they don't know God's word. We're we're tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine because we don't know God's word. And so we're 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 in these last days and God's saying, Listen, I, I want you to I want you to be wise. And the way we're wise is to spend more time in the Word of God. So then what happens, and I believe, Brother Shane, there's a lot of people that name the name of Christ that if they don't have a Bible and they don't have to go to church and they don't have to serve God, I believe it would be okay with them. You say, Preacher, how can you say that? I'll tell you exactly how I can say it. Why is it that just three years ago when the pandemic hit, and you start having church, people are still going, "I just don't know if I can go. I just don't know if I can go, you're right? right? You're right. Go ahead, I just don't know. I don't know if it's safe. Right. Well, I think we'll be closed another year. I kind hey, I've heard this. I kind of like sitting at home in my pajamas and watching church. You're right. Now let me say this, you know what? You know what the whole entertainment mindset has caused us to say, I don't mind sitting at home in my pajamas watching church. It's a show. Yeah, you're right. Come on, that's good. Brother Tilly, you, you know what we've made the go. average worship service? There you go. A show. Yes, sir. Amen. You take the music out, you take the choir out, you take the singing, you just read the scripture, and most people say, I'm not going to that church, it's too boring. That's right. You preach on doctrine, you preach expositorily, the word of God. Bible doesn't say preach an entertaining message, Paul told Timothy, preach the word. Amen. Right? Amen. Just, just preach the word. Yes. Yes. Bless you, Lord. That's good. I had this conversation uh, with somebody the other day. wanting know about our church. And I told him, I said, well, well, let me ask you this. He said, what kind of fellowship do you have for the uh, senior saints? <laughs> what kind of fellowship you got for your young adults? What kind of fellowship you got uh, for your teenagers? That's what do you mean. Well, you know, do you have all these kind of get-togethers for them? And uh, and I said, well, we have got Sunday school. And he kind of looked at me. I said, you know, I said somewhere down the line, we forgot this whole idea of Sunday school, small group, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to go. I don't want to go where they're just teaching the Word of God. There ain't no choir in Sunday school. I want to go where I want to go. To the worship service. That's where the that's where the entertainment is. Right. So we have anemic Christians that don't know the word of God. That's right, and we've got to have fellowships to keep them. Yes, right? Sir. right? Go ahead. How many activities you got for the teens? Well, let's see. Uh, we got Sunday morning Sunday school. we got Sunday morning preaching, Sunday night preaching, yes. Wednesday night preaching. And then we do some activities with them. Well, I thought maybe you'd you know, cancel Sunday night service and have teen basketball. There's a lot of churches doing that now, you know. Well, I didn't know we were running a rec league. I thought we was having church. Amen. And so this whole entertainment thing is like we don't, we don't want, we don't want to hear preaching. We don't want to hear somebody teach the word of God. We want, we don't want the choir to sing. We don't want to sing no hymns, right? We don't want to say it to, We want to be. We want something to. That's right. Amen. so we have this generation. This going, hey, you know what? I don't like the way y'all do things down at Currytown Baptist Church. There's a church down here that they're doing all they can to get people in. And, and, and they've got more modern music. And they've got, you know what? It's come as you are. Leave as you please. There are no standards. There are no convictions. There are no, there are no expectations. It's just come in. Hey, the preacher—he never preaches a, a message about hell. He never preaches anything. He always preaches encouraging things. And we have small group. Yes. And our small group will take a scripture. We'll take a Bible study about encouragement, and, and we'll, we spend fourteen years on encouragement. And you know, God's our, he's our father. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And so therefore, we want to be treated like children. <laughs> right? Amen. Go ahead, preacher. We want daddy God yeah. to treat us like we're five years old. Yeah. And preacher, you've got to give us milk because we can't feed ourselves. Yeah. We have to have you yeah. feed us with milk yeah. and therefore you can't yeah. give us the meat of the word of God. Don't you talk about sanctification, that's right. too deep. Let's not talk about doctrine, right? Doctrine divides people. Let's all come together. You know what that's called? Ecumenical. Let's put aside all of our differences and figure out what we can agree on. And guess what happens in the end times? All these churches and all these religions, let's just, we don't have to agree. Now, I'm not talking about being divided over stuff that doesn't matter. I'm talking about being divided over doctrine. How can two walk together except they what? Be agreed. So so what I'm saying is, folks, we're in the last days, and we're to redeem the times. You know what's going on? We're wasting time. Redeem means to gather back. And you know what I've, I've figured out as I've gotten older? You can't go in the past and fix stuff. You can't go back and look at your life young person when you're 50 years old and say there's a lot of things I should have done different. I'm going to go back and fix them. You can't fix them. But you got today? Well, I'm 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 working for tomorrow, preacher. How do you know there is a tomorrow? The Lord could come back. You could be in the hospital just like this dear man of God. You say why well, is in the hospital? Cause God it was God's will. I mean, as far as I know, Brother Jimmy, I don't think he and Miss Sheila's out at the nightclubs on Saturday night, boogie-woogieing for Jesus. I don't think they're out living in the world. As far as I know, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty good on this stuff, this man loves God, his wife loves God, been serving God all. It wasn't because God was judging him. So before you get to the place where well, I got tomorrow and I'm, you know, give me about five years to get my stuff in order, preacher, and then I'm going to be all in for God. Let me get retired once I'm done working. i tell you what, I'm going to be at the church house. Careful. No, you won't. Careful. That's like saying if I win the lottery, I'll tithe. Yeah, if you ain't yeah, tithing now, right. you ain't going to tithe Amen. when you got a million dollars in your pocket. Amen. That's right. Amen. Redeem the time. Amen. Right. Amen. So you better just determine now. I sure pray things are going to get better. You don't know your Bible then. Right, right, right. Where does it say in the last days right. does, yeah I don't think it says in the last days, glorious times, <laughs> perilous times, dangerous right, times sir. we're we're in a we're in a spiritual battle. you know what we're doing? Yeah. Boy, I sure hope somebody fights that one for me. <laughs> Right? Good, Pastor. Yes, sir. Amen. Oh, y'all have y'all having y'all having a, a rally down there for marriage? I wish I could go, preacher, but I got to work. You do? You only got six weeks vacation. And and you know on, Myrtle Beach is calling. <laughs> right? No, preacher. Amen. I wish I'd go on a mission trip, but you know, hello. Got to go to the mountains. Now, I'm not trying to meddle. Brother Till, if I'm wrong, tell me. We got any missionaries in the mountains anywhere? Isn't there, isn't there there's a pretty good size range runs out through the western part of the country that probably could use some You want to go to the mountains? There's some mountains out there. You want to go to the beach? Good, yeah. Wait a minute. Don't they have an ocean where you're at, preacher? <laughs> down out, hey, That's right. I'm helping you. That's right. Amen. Right? That's right? We got too much to do, folks. Yeah, you're right. And here in the Old Testament, Hosea said, look, I took such good care of them. They forgot about me. And Paul's reminding the church at Ephesus Better be real careful. God's sure been good to us. Right, right. Better be careful not to forget him. That's Better right. make the most of the time you've got. Yes, sir. This coming year might be our last. Right. Oh, preacher, right. we got the election coming up. You don't know there's going to be an election. Right. You don't know we'll be here. Amen. Yeah, you don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if you know this or not, but people are crazy. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. Amen. And they're getting crazier. Yes, sir. And the devil is getting more bold, yeah. and Christians are getting more timid. That's right. That's right. I can do all things. Through. You can't come to church on Wednesday night. Yeah. Right. Amen. So I'm saying. You and I have got to, you say, well, preacher, this would be good to tell them on Sunday morning. Probably, but they ain't here. To, I, God told me to say it tonight. That's right. Right. So he must look at this crowd right here and say, all right, I can take you right there because I took this little nation called Israel, right? I don't need a whole church full of people. I just need a handful of you. I just need the Wednesday night crowd. If I can get the Wednesday night crowd on fire for God, God said I can take you all. Hey, tell you what you do. I'll close. We'll pray. Obviously, I'm probably not getting to Proverbs 30 tonight. Go ahead, bro. Preach on. Here's what you do. i I've, I've said this before. I'm going to remind you again. You go in the book of Acts, and you look at that little, little group that turned the world upside right. down. Right. That's what, was it uh, over in the book, Acts was 17, 18, 16, somewhere around there? Yep. They said... Uh, they were looking for that little band of Christians. Mm-hmm. And they went to Jason. They said, hey, where are them boys at? Right. These that have turned the world upside down have come here also. Yeah. They were looking for them. A right. so, little group of them. Good. Now watch this. You study this thing out. Now, according to Jewish culture, a rabbi, Jesus was a rabbi to those disciples. That's what they called him. The tradition was that the rabbi had to be older than the students. Let me ask you this, how old was Jesus when he died? Don't, get, don't give me the super spiritual uh, eternity. He's eternal. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about when he's on earth. So if the rest of them were younger than him, what would that mean? They was in their 20s or teens, right? Right. They weren't 40 and 50 and 60 years old turned the world upside down. It was a little band of teenagers and young adults. and Jesus took them and discipled them and he took the rest of them and they said, you know what we're going to do? We're just naive enough to believe that tomb's empty. We're just naive enough to believe that angel, that messenger, when he said, why stand ye here gazing? This same Jesus, this same, the same one that went up is coming back down just like you went up. And I mentioned years ago, I said, God may have a cloud on the backside of the Milky Way galaxy circling and saying, you know what, Jesus, that same cloud you went up on, we're going to put you right on it you going back on that one. You say, I don't, well, you can't prove me wrong. He said in like manner, right. you know, he might have just meant in the air, he might have been on the same cloud, I don't know, right? right? Whatever it meant, he's coming back. So that little group said, you know what? We don't know when. Might be tomorrow. Might be the next day. Matter of fact, they were all looking for him to come back before they ever left this earth, were they not? so they just said, you know what? We're going to get busy. Amen. We're going to get busy. Now here's the, here's the kicker. So you look, at the, you look at what they did, right? In the Gospels, they were in the upper room, were they not? Yeah. What were they doing? They were hiding. They thought Jesus is dead. They crucified him. We're next, right? Is that what they were doing? I'm telling the truth. You can shake your head like this. Book of Acts, they were in the same, I don't know that they're in the exact same upper room, but they were in the upper room the same time, doing it again, right? Well, now they had power. What's the difference? Holy Ghost. See, you can't do God's work outside of the power of God's Spirit. Now, you got it. Here's a group in the the gospel. They're scared to death. They have no power, have no boldness. They're not doing anything for the cause of Christ. matter of fact, John 21, Peter talked them all into leaving the upper room, and they'd just seen Jesus walk through the wall, right? Right. Thomas, my Lord and my God. Then you go to John 21. You know what they're doing? Hey, I ain't doing this Jesus thing, boys. I'm going fishing. We'll we'll go with you. Then they said they saw the ascension. Then all of a sudden, they're all right there and say, Okay, what we're going to do now? And God blew in that place and gave him a Holy Ghost unction. Yes, and the sir. same Peter, who was a loud mouth, and uh, uh, Brother Snyder preached on him, right? Yes. Same Peter, what's he do? He goes to Pentecost full of the Holy Ghost. Instead of talking nonsense, he starts talking with some sense. And all these people get saved. Then they get all fired up, and you start looking at the multitudes added, right? Thousands. So the early church may have had twenty, twenty-five thousand 25,000 people, right? You say, well, yeah, but that's Pentecost. Well, I thought we were serving the same God. That's right. Why can't you do something like that? Well, we're in the last days. Ready for this? All right, hold on. Some of you... How many believe we in the last days? How long we been in the last days? Brother Adam, how long we been in the last days? (laughs) We've been in the last days, the last days that long. When did the last days start? When Jesus ascended. We've been in the last days for a long time. So before you get all this last days nonsense and God can't do anything in the last days, he's been doing stuff in the last days ever since Pentecost. So maybe what he's looking for is just a group of people that says, you know what, we don't care how much pasture you gave us and we don't care how much prosperity you gave us. What we need is God's power, so we're not going to be the type of people that's going to sit back and do nothing. We're going to be the type of people that praises God and gives him glory and sticks with him. And Maybe if he got a group like that out of this congregation on a Wednesday night, maybe we could turn the world upside down. Redeem the time. Amen. Well, you say, preacher, that can't happen today. And I know we're coming up on 2024, and you're going to come up with this big vision statement and this big idea of what we're going to do. You're right. <laughs> you're exactly right. And I just want to come to church <laughs> three times a week, hear the choir sing, go to the house. Well, you, can I help you with something? Probably going to be uncomfortable. Probably going to be uncomfortable because it's time. Amen. But, Sean, it's just time, Amen. right? Yes. All the preparation. I don't know how to lead somebody to Christ, preacher. I don't know. I, maybe we need to have a class. Brother Jimmy, how many classes we had? I mean, you ought to know how to lead people to Jesus in five different languages at least. It's not, it's not training. That's right. It's desire. They lost their desire. And if we're not careful, we'll lose ours. We'll lose ours. Amen. Well, that wasn't exactly what I was going to preach, but that's all right. Let's gather around the altar and pray ask God to help us.